Hello and welcome back to the Around Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Will Hunter. Joining me this week, like every week, is sports media's number one, number one, Joel Linton correspondent. It's Mr. Michael Breslin. Hello. And below him, on the computer screen, not in any sexual manner, is the most <laughs> marauder, returning from having his eyes bitten by a snake. It's Mr. David <laughs> Oh, God. Okay. Dave, talk me through the shirt. Oh, it's the, the, the Mexican ah. shirt. And uh, the random football shirt we did. Yeah. Remember, remind me to talk about that later, because if we don't talk about it, we'll never get it for free. Um, that's, that's, that's the thing. You've got to manifest these things. Mysterykids.co.uk. Speaking of mystery, it's the man whose many football opinions are a mystery. Good Lord. Uh, it's uh, the betting pod's very own Mr. Henry Hodgson. How you doing? You all right? Yeah, yeah. Here's a question for you. What's it's about the... time I'm on here after a, a big victory. Yeah, that's a good point. Have you, have you ever come on after City won? No. Is this your first appearance on the main pod since... City lost the Champions League final. <laughs> no comment. Okay, Somehow that's... European glory comes up every single week. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> that's great. Is that's great? Is I'm sat there and the Michael will be talking like Burnley, and it'll be like, oh, well, you don't have the plan of the weekend. And I'm like, oh, who? This is European <laughs> champions. <laughs> anyway, we get it in every week. Now, while I try and bring up the uh, the stat about Man City United that I wanted to get to. Um, What's your favourite type of roast dinner? What's the best meat? Beef. Hodgson? Big fan of lamb, to be honest. I think my mic fell out. Oh, what a surprise. <laughs> <laughs> he's away from the podcast for six months and he's a guy Mike. Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> this never happens on a Thursday. <laughs> no, no. Just on he's... a Monday. Well, you're, like David, you're like David Nugent. You're, you're great in the championship. You can't <laughs> perform in the big leagues. So what is your favourite roast dinner? Lamb. Yeah, I think lamb's solid. Yeah, lamb dinner all day, mate. What's yours, Will? Chicken, I bet. <laughs> Dave, tell the, tell the viewers about how you're allergic to chicken. <laughs> Sorry, that's an intro that made no sense to anyone who listens to this podcast. Anyway, um, football. We'll get him to tweet about it. Bloody hell. Um, Christ. City United, Mike. What a game. Christ indeed, Will. Mm -hmm. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how gash is Eric Barty? (laughs) It's a 10. Me and Mike (laughs) were sat in a pub Friday night, and someone... Dared to tell me, and I won't name any names, but dared to tell me that Eric Bailly was a good player because they made a block against at Atlanta, who are Atlanta but can't spell it right. And he was like, "This makes him a good player." You like, your tats. No, it <sighs> anyway, name, I can think who it was, but I won't name them. Yeah, don't don't name them. No names, Dave. You know, no face, no case. That's what you always say. Um. <laughs> This one's off the rails already. Good start. Well, no eyes last week, apparently, with a snake. Yeah, well, that's what you do to all your... Uh, nope. Anyway. Um, <laughs> Mike, what did you make of United's uh, starting eleven in this one? Veering <laughs> it back to football. Yeah, uh, didn't really like it, to be honest, when it came out. Mm. Uh, you, you look at a back three of Maguire, Lindelof and Bailly. 
you're already pretty concerned, aren't you? Going into the uh, going into the game. Sure, at left back, really hasn't been having a good time of it, as I, as we'll get onto with the second goal. Wamba Saka is is there. He's just there. Um, obviously the McFred pivot, Fernandez, Ronaldo, Greenwood. So I guess you're kind of putting all your hope going forward on on Bruno, Ronnie, and Greenwood. They didn't produce anything. No. The defence was woeful, uh, which it's bound to be when Lindelof and Bai are on the same pitch. Um, and yeah, it's a good thing De Gea is the number one again, because good grief. It could have been about 12. Mm. Hashtag Dave saves, I believe is what the people say. Indeed saves. Not now, this let, day, now let me ask you a question, Mike. How brain dead do you have to be to give up the entire midfield to a Pep Guardiola team by playing two in there. I mean, I don't know what this guy's doing. I, don't, I have no idea what he's doing. <laughs> I mean, not only does he put two in the midfield, he plays the most defensive right back at wing back that they have in the club. What is Wambasaka good at? Defend. He's all right at defending. I think. Is he? He's, he's got nothing going forward. He's fine one on one, but anything outside his positioning's not good. No, he's it, he's, he's totally lost. He's pointless as a right wing back. He was in no man's he land all totally afternoon, pointless. wasn't he? Yeah. George really upsetting about Wambasaka. He had a scandal a few years back, and it didn't. It seemed to make him worse, which is like completely against my theory on footballers. But that's yeah. not how it works, is it? No, That's no. How you like, know he's not going to be a good player if he can't well, even have a scandal and get better. Then well, it's the same with Martial. I mean, I don't know how many wives the guys had, or if he's just cheated on her multiple times. But he's just a dog player now. Anyway, back to the football. Um, yeah, weird. Dave, what did you make of when you saw the lineups? What was your instant reaction? Well, first I saw Fred and McTominay in the pivot again, and <laughs> knew that was trouble. Knew that was trouble. All right, Taylor, get on with it. Luke, uh, well, Luke Shaw didn't give me worries in the lineup. We'll come on to that later. Baye and Lindelof, however, like nightmares. Oh, they're just, just not very good, are they? It's I have hard. nightmares about that second goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's <sighs> that second goal. Sorry to interrupt, Dave. I'm, I'm just, the Luke Shaw thing's thrown me off. I just can't. Six-one, you know. He just watches the ball. So you've got Bruno who, or Wambasaka or whoever the heck it was who didn't bother to go and to go and press a very talented Man City player who just pings it to the back post. Shaw just stands there as if there's no one behind him. And who was it? Bernardo got the shot at goal. Oh. Similar to the similar, not obviously. Similar to that one in the Liverpool game where they sort of run into each other, just a total lack of coordination at the back. And you, good players not playing well. It's just probably when the luck's against you, the luck's against you. But I just there's no bad. effort there. And then I don't know how he can't just swing a leg at that. Maybe he's worried after Bai sticks one in his own net. But I mean, come on, what the hell? Unless De Gea has shouted that he can leave it, which I don't think he did. No. He has to do something. But he was on his line. He wouldn't have said leave, would he? Exactly. There was no reason for him to say leave it. So, it, oh, it's shocking. Yeah. I'm less annoyed about the Bayou one because 
He has to get something on that. He's got yeah, to do something. I'd rather he went for it, and yeah, occasionally you're going to slice that in your own net, which is what happened. But... Happens to the best defenders. I remember a game a few years ago. It was up at the Etihad. Chelsea went there. Gary Kane basically bicycle kicked into his own goal, but we won 3-1. There you are. Anyway, sorry to bring that up. Uh, where do we go from here? So here's the question for you, Hodge. What have you made of United's new formation? I love it. <laughs> Why? Oh, big, bigger folly, to be honest. It played to our strengths, really, at the weekend. I mean, mm. when you see the lineup, Gundawan, Rodri, and De Bruyne in midfield against McTominay and Fred, just mind blowing. As soon as we, as soon as I saw that, I knew it'd be quite comfortable, to be honest with you. <clears throat> to be fair, how much of this is Ollie's fault, and how much of it is on the United board not giving him? A proper defensive midfielder. Um, I think Ollie's inconsistency, to be honest, you don't know what you're going to get with him, do you? When he puts nah. the team out, and what was it against City, big clubs like Liverpool, he decides to chuck an extra defender in there and invite pressure on, which just hasn't worked for him, has it? I mean, in the Liverpool game, when he pressed really high, he got battered that way as well. Is is? I know we keep saying that the the, the squad is pretty good, but midfield's a massive problem. I mean. Maybe a better manager gets something out of it, but I yeah. think you can get more out. Of it. Yeah, uh, you must. There has to be a way to do better than this. There has but to it's, be. I don't know. It's just like when you saw United with five defenders, like they were overcovering. At home. Yeah, at home, but they were overcovering in certain positions and just leaving Foden and Cancelo to do whatever the hell they wanted. And you know, Wambasaka didn't know whether to close down or stay. He didn't know what to do, did he? And that's Cancelo that's, that's partly the reason for the second goal, really. I mean, yeah, you've also got they didn't know whether to stay or go, did they? No, and you've got Fernandez, who's never good. You know, he's not going to track back. I mean, when you watch City, Foden, all that, they always track back. Bernardo Silva, he's he's been superb this season, by the way. Probably one of our yeah, best players. Yeah, <laughs> he wanted out in the summer too. Crazy. He, look, he looks back to. His old form, which is good, because he's some player when he's like that. Yeah, yeah. And we we talk about United every week, so we won't spend much much longer on them because uh, we'll take advantage of Henry being here to check out some of our, our worst takes on Man City and see what he thinks of them. Um, let, do you want to play a game quickly? Yeah, why not? It's yeah. called it's called how many points? Yeah, right. right. So United's next fixture, Watford I'm away. <laughs> what do you think? One. Draw. Draw. <laughs> oh, you guys think they're getting a point. Yeah. After that, it's Arsenal at home. That's a loss. Uh, where is it? Sorry, at home? At home. I'd rather be uh, away. Do you know what? I'm, I'm going to go win. <clears throat> Against Arsenal? Yeah. Arsenal playing well. I, I got Arsenal there. Uh, I think Arsenal will win as well. I think okay. it'll shock everyone by that point. Yeah, right. Is that, is that so bad they lose 5-0 again? <laughs> <laughs> Ready for the next one? Yeah, go on then. Chelsea away. Oh, oh 83 points. <laughs> Easy top three. Oh, Ollie will have yeah. seven defenders by then. <laughs> <laughs> How many of them are going to be fit, though? That's the question. So, 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 so far, lads, it's one point you've given them. i got one point, yeah. Yeah. Wait, you think they draw I, against Chelsea away? No, no. 
One against Watford, I've got. Dave, what are you saying for Chelsea? Well, obviously Chelsea win. Okay. Now, here you go. Palace at home. Oh, he can lose. Palace are great. Yeah, they could. <laughs> but what I are you give a draw. I'm going to give it. I'm going to go a draw. Okay. I think they win that one. Okay. Right, keep your own tallies, by the way. All right, Zaha's playing, mate. You're in trouble. Norwich, Norwich away. Yeah, that's a win. Oh, well, that's, that's a win. That's a loss. We're better away. <laughs> Todd Cantwell. <laughs> Todd Cantwell. Uh, Brentford uh, away. I reckon United win that just. Sorry. Well, Brentford away is tough. Away. Point, I reckon. Point. I'm at eight so far. Oh, Brentford lost to flipping Norwich this weekend. Yeah. And but... eight feels generous. Brighton at home. Like, Graham Potter, three points United. Yeah, I think they shit house that one. Yeah, but I think Brighton win. Newcastle away. Oh, that they've got to win. They've that got game. to win that, that before January. Surely. Yep, before January. Yeah, Ollie's yeah, if Ollie's still in the job and he loses that game, he's gone. Burnley at home. Yeah, they should win that as well. Okay, tell me how tell me how many points you've given them over that run then. 14. I'm on fourteen. Yeah. So that's fourteen points from nine games. <laughs> Which is terrible, isn't it? And that would take you up to man. That would take you up to January. And There's I think that's a little generous the way they're playing at the moment. Mm-hmm. So looking at the run of fixtures, aside from you would say Arsenal and Chelsea, I mean Brentford's not an easy game. It's not easy out. Palace are disciplined, but a competent team should beat Crystal Palace at home. <laughs> yeah, there we are. Um. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, that said, it's a nice run of fixtures in December that if you wanted to bring in a new coach, there's a time to do it. But... They're not. They're not going to do it. No, they're not. But it's a nice time to do it. That's what Two words. Steve Bruce. Basically, you just got to see how many goals Ronaldo can score for you. Basically, otherwise you're in. What do you make of Ronaldo Hodge for United? Well, he's 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 a good player, isn't he? He's, but is he, he actually get, playing get well? I mean, yeah, you can't say he plays badly, can you? <laughs> oh, watch me, Dave. I think he's totally detrimental to the team. Yes, there it is. Good stuff. But how, the they, how they want to play? Don't get me wrong. His ability is still he's still quality in terms of individual ability, but he hurts how Man United want to play. So much. Well, like, let's do they want to play? Solskjaer. How do they want to play? No, every bloody week, anyway. But but with Solskjaer, when they they did look good after the famous project restart, they were playing fast football and they were pressing high. Oh yeah, where did that get them? With Marshall, better than Four. that. But then second. Yeah, and now they they've got a guy that can hardly move up front. They may as well send, send like a Zimmer frame with a moat around in the press, to be honest. He doesn't move. How, though? Yeah, he doesn't really move, does he? Oh, that, that's a bit of an exaggeration. He's still he's got not... a bit of wheels on. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> more, more or less than Michael Keane. still got the stabilisers left. Oh, we'll get to Michael Keane. We will get to Michael Keane. <laughs> Don't you worry. Um... No, but I, got... I do want to say that some of his goals have been absolutely phenomenal. Yeah, he's got them out of jail. Oh no, I mean, he's his... ready this season. No, his as an individual, he's great. 
but for how United want to play, it doesn't really help the overall system. Is more my thing. But yeah, but who I, I actually think I actually think what he does is it, you can only play one way with Ronaldo in the team. You can't yeah. press. If you wanted to, you couldn't because he's there. Basically, so you'd you be a man what, down. What I'm saying how is, how do you defend Mike with him in the team then? Well, well, a lot of teams do, <clears throat> are able to just leave one up top and the rest of the team defends. And I guess that's how you have to try and do it. But ideally, these days you want to defend with all, basically, all ten outfield players. Do you, do you do you think you can just leave him up front though? Because he's quite a static reference point, isn't he? It's not like he's running I the channel. That, but I, I don't see what other choice you have if you've got him in the team. That's what I'm I mean. Not. I think he puts you in a box and you have to play to him rather than everything else. Mm-hmm. It's more I think Ronaldo is still great. It's more his signing doesn't really make sense in a footballing point of view. Obviously great to bring him back, like club legend, but... For how United have been playing in the Solskjaer, didn't really make sense to sign him, in my opinion. They had to do it. Yeah. As soon as it looked even remotely like he was going to City, they had to. Do you think that was even a? Do you think that was even true? No, you did the same. Sanchez, Maguire, Fred, Ronaldo. I think it was true. I think he'd be very good for City. I think Pep did want the number nine. I think he did. Um, he, he would have been not Joel Linton though, unfortunately. Like, oof, imagine, yeah. He might get up to. He might get to J nine this weekend. Yeah, there's still time yet. He might get up to twelve goals under Pep's tutor this year. Honestly, <laughs> that, that'd be really good. Um, just quickly, the Jaden Sancho thing continues to baffle me. How do you? They've chased him for two years to try. Two years, and you sort of had an idea, like Dave said, mm. he was going to slip into the creator of that front three. Because you always felt with United that they were building to, they were building to Greenwood going up top, Rashford off the left. You've got two very, if you're gonna, if you're gonna categorise them as anything, it would be more of leaning towards scoring rather than creating. And then you had Jaden Sancho, who's mm. let's be honest, guys, if Jaden Sancho was putting up his Dortmund numbers. For United, he would be Man United's best player beyond Ronaldo. Like, if, if you look at the, if you look at all the underlying creative stats, Jade Sancho over the last couple of years was as creative as anyone, perhaps bar Messi. Yeah. And some of his stats were Messi-like. So, There's no wonder if you watch the German defenders. That's true. That's true. <laughs> there is, there is, um, there is the Bundesliga attacks, or as if you believe Twitter, including um the Havertz effect, noted account. It's something like the Bundesliga, but. The whole point remains. He's still very good. And he did no, it. I don't know what's happened. But has, he, has he taken his chances? I mean, how, how has many he appearances? Had yeah. Well, surely he's come on for a good has he, has, he, has he done well? I, I don't he, watch United enough. Has, but yeah. has he taken his chance? Has he's he had chances? Starting? Has he had chances in a system that's actually suited to his strengths? Yeah. Are they. Yeah. It's like they that's signed Sancho who you need to build around. What's Jane Sancho? What's Jane Sancho's best attribute is not that he's a very good runner of the football and he's very skillful, but he's not lightning quick. He's not going to take on a million people. What he is is a very good passer and he's got good vision. You watch United, you watch that front line, particularly before Rashford was back. So static. No one moves. Like Ronaldo will make tiny movements at the time. Need Eddie back. It's a, but it is, it is the true, it's a true fact that you put. Edison Cavani up front with Sancho on the right. You might see a bit he more. It was a massive difference to our team. He does. It was, it was interesting watching 
Sancho, I can't remember what game it was, but they have a nice moment with um, Van der Beek. Nice bit of pass and move between the two of them. Two... on the bench. <laughs> when did they come on? I want to say the City game, I don't think it was. But they had a nice like one or two moments, and you just watch it and you're sort of like, well, you two feel like you're diametrically opposed to what this squad's trying to do now. Oh, I'll tell you what, it's bad. Um, I'm glad bad... when Van der Beek came on. So that was nice. That was a good bad... moment. Bad recruitment. Well, it's a good job Foden didn't score because it was his uh, cock-up that led to that. Yeah, we, we don't care about that. Tell you what we also don't care about. Let me tell you what we really don't care about here. Fucking Pep Guardiola. I'm sick to death of him. This is yet another right. game. Yet another game in which his team played great football battered everyone but because this prick decides he doesn't want anyone who can finish half a chance they <laughs> they had to rely on a gaff and an own goal Hodgson, every week we come on here we talk about man city yeah. and every week i turn to mike regardless of the scoreline and i say mike it feels lazy but does city need a striker is that lazy to say city need a striker no or they is def- it city's definitely... biggest problem yeah it's our biggest problem for sure i mean jesus was our main striker coming into this season but yeah now but, he wants to play wide right well, no, yeah Pep's put him out wide and he prefers playing out wide um, and he's good he's good coming in so he can right. put in more crosses <laughs> come well, on yeah <laughs> but, he's oh, good. but it's weird like obviously when he sets up the team they start off in like a false nine or whatever and watching the game you know it started off I think De Bruyne was the false nine and later on, Bernardo's in that position. You've got Foden in that position. So they're always changing. Um, but I know what you mean. We just haven't got that clinical finisher in the squad. No. If we did, gosh. You know, if we'd have signed Harry Kane in, in the summer, if it would have been a different story. We would have been streaked ahead, probably. Would have beat Palace. Would have beat West Ham. Unbeaten. Um, I don't think so. Um, but it is interesting that already got the worst goal difference of the three ta- three challenges. Mm. Not so much. I mean, that's probably... <laughs> the I mean, three challenges? Whoa yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The three challenges. You're right, Mike. The, you've got a... What about West Ham? Yeah. We'll talk about West Ham later. I've got some things to say. Oh, my. <laughs> Um, so, City need a striker. They do. Desperately. Here's what I want you to explain to me as well. What's happened to Kevin De Bruyne? Just injury pro, mate. But he's when not, he... He's just not, he's not 100% fit. He's yeah, apparently he's still not fully fit. Yeah, so why is he playing? Fit. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he's playing in the big games and he's trying to rest him in, well, against like Palace and that didn't feature, did he? But he's just so important that we need him to play. I mean, we haven't had Gundogan. He's just come back. Mm. Um, what a player. Yeah, um, he's, yeah. De Bruyne's just in a class of his own, isn't he? So, as, you know, if he's available, you pick him. Mm. Mm. But you he, say... He is you, in a class of his own. You, you, say that, you say they've not had another chance to do stuff. Like, Bernardo is an unbelievable player and can also he play... Is. Could probably play the De Bruyne role quite well and you could get another winger on. Seems a bit bizarre to me that you trust a guy who's not half fit against a half decent side. 
but you were playing Man United, so it's all fun. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah no exactly. We'll just yeah. Mares in the team. That's all right. That is literally all I want is Mares in the team because Mares is the best. Yeah, he's, he's, he's playing in the Champions League. But yeah, oh, he's much the Premier comedy, competition for the Premier player. Yeah. I see what you're saying. There we go. Yeah. Yeah, look at this. Mares, this is a joke, by the way. Mares carries you lot to a Champions League final <laughs> and has your best, and has the best opportunity in the Champions League final. Narrowly misses. Would have made me very conflicted if that had gone in. Because think of the legacy, but there you are. But I don't understand how he does not get in the side for Man City. For Jesus. Jesus has been pretty good out wide. He really has. Really well, good. He's he shit. Had he's I'm, not, I'm sorry, I've had five years of Gabriel Jesus. He's shit. Yeah, playing up front, but on the wing, he's been really good. Yeah, you know where he's even better? I'd, ra- I'd rather Mares play instead of Grealish. That's a good point. We haven't touched on the big signing. What have you made of a uh, not good Dave's favourite player? Not good. It seems a bit of a wasteful signing, really, at this point. Hundred million. Yeah, hundred million. Waste. Jump just check. wasted. I don't. I, the thing is, I don't know what Pep's trying to do with him. Um, obviously, when when he plays played at Villa, he had free roam, taking on players, and now he's just expected to one touch, two touch passing. And it just obviously doesn't it doesn't suit him. It you know he doesn't have those big moments that he did at Villa, um, and he's just been put. I think he's just been put in his place. Really, he's surrounded by a lot of he's yeah he's surrounded by a lot of quality, isn't he? So <laughs> yeah, all right. To be fair, to be fair, we've got the best squad in the league. No, if if you the only way the only way you're going to replicate the quality you saw on the wings at Villa is by putting Riyad Mahrez out there because other than that Bernardo Silva or Anwar Ghazi, I know which one I'd choose. Uh, <laughs> I know which one scored more goals last season. Yeah, um, I feel a bit sorry for him really. Anwar Ghazi, me too. Oh. Um, <laughs> so the whole Jack Grealish experience has been a bit weird because I thought he was really good in the first couple of. Uh, games of the season. I think we came on here and talked about it. Mike, Dave, what do you make? Oh, Jack I think, it, I think it is weird, isn't it? Because I don't think you can question his ability. It's just, how do you make him fit into this team? Like, I think they've got so much quality that if you do put him on the left, for example, he just, he doesn't stand out, does he? Like, no, they, he's not well, I've seen a couple of games, tried Sterling left wing and like Grealish left centre mid and they're just basically overlapping each other with the full back might be a man who's now going down for for horrible crimes that guy was at left back I think anyway he basically had three players what's the Jenko done no it's the other one no yeah. no the other one wow and um yeah just just didn't fit and then I think he's tried to make him more somehow try and play how he did at Villa, but like Henry says, you can't do that when you've got quality players around you. Like, why would he... He doesn't need to go it alone because he actually has competent players around him. So, I don't know, I've seen people saying that you could try him in the middle more. Um, I'm sort of a freer role in the middle, but I don't really know how you make it work. It's, there's no way you can give him the ball like this Man City in, like, Villa. No, it's a very valid point. Mike, I've got a different question for you. Why does Pep Guardiola hate fun? Right, he took, he's taken two of the most dynamic wing players. This is not a joke, by the way. 
in Mares, who at Leicester, if you don't remember, was one of the most fun players to watch in the league. And he's taking Jack Grealish, one of the most fun players in the league, and he's like, I'm going to take all the creativity out of your game, and I just want you to do little one-touch, three-touch triangles, get to the byline and fanny about and miss a couple of chances. I want you to explain to me how Pep Guardiola has ruined football. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I think my main issue with Pep is he should have just let them score about eight yes, on Saturday because at least Ollie would have had to be sacked then. <laughs> yeah, my main issue with him is he's bold. Uh, but quickly on, on Grealish, I think after the turn of the year, maybe even next season, it'll be he's going to be outrageous, I think. Yeah, if I'm being serious for a second, I'm not worried at all because Pep Guardi, no. wingers with Pep are always better in the second season, aren't they? Yeah, it, it usually takes him a while to get used to what they have to do in his in his teams. I think yeah, was, Leroy Sané was the same. Yeah, Bernardo was the same. Yeah. yeah. Which brings me on to uh, the next part of the, the City catch-up. What's happened to Ferrando Torres? He That's was doing bits at the start of the season. He's injured. Oh, is uh, he? Oh. He's injured till January, yeah. Oh, just in time for him to get on loan. Good stuff. Um, yeah, very good player. Yeah. What, now... I feel City at the back have been a little more vulnerable this season. Um, yeah. What What have you made of the whole Cancelo and Walker playing? I mean, not many minutes for, for Zinchenko, who uh, I quite like. He has featured um, just in the Champions League, uh, which is where he's been most shaky, I think, in defence. I, I like having Cancelo and Walker on the on the wing backs. I like that too, actually. Um, yeah, they've been really good. And then I think yesterday, particularly um, John Stones and Diaz, um, that partnership forming again, because what Laporte kind of solidified his spot, didn't he, uh, until he got the red card, and John Stones couldn't really get back in. But I can't for the life of me not understand why Laporte and Diaz doesn't work as well as it should do. It's funny, isn't it, that how much better Stones yeah. and Diaz seems to work. Stones has just come into his own the last couple of seasons. I don't know what's what's kind of clicked with him. But. It's finally all that tutoring from Roberto Martinez. He's on the shortlist for one of the jobs, isn't he? One of the what available job? jobs. One of the Prem jobs. Is it the Villa job? Is it? About I think it is, you know. <laughs> is he really? I'm pretty uh, sure. Wait a what is it about? What is it if you manage Everton and you just fail upwards? Yeah, here we go. Hang on, uh, Gerard, Terry, Martinez are the top three in the betting. John, John Terry. John Terry. Yep. Christ. Yep. Good luck, Villa. Good luck. Have a good one. I'll enjoy the first press conference after you've hired him too, where everyone's like, "What does that? What message does this show to all the uh, all the people who were upset about the Anton Ferdinand incident?" And the press officer would just be like, going, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> "Like, ah, oh, fuck, shit, we didn't think about this before we hired him." That's yeah. what's going to happen. Honestly. And the, <laughs> the Norwich oh, betting is is Lampard, some guy called Kajetil Nutson. Lampard. Smith. If Lampard's got any sense, I'm just. Did you see Dean Smith? Did that. Job. How harsh on Dean Smith? He's Dean Smith. Third favourite of three. Surely Gerard is 
in the mix. Dean Smith, Smith, who um, always on the touchline, looked like an accountant, like two hours into a client lunch. Ties off and it's sort of going. He's getting ready to go. Um. Anyway, let's talk some football. Let's move on to the Villa because Jack Grealish, Dean Smith. What a segue this is. Bit of a bit of a harsh one. I know Villa have been bad this entire season, but it's felt harsh, hasn't it? Mike, what do you make of it? They they've not been good. In fairness, all the I think I, I yeah. think it was last week's pod I was saying that a lot of Villa fans have been saying to me, I think it's time to mm. to go. And obviously he has done a good job there, getting them where they were. They had a good season last season. Um, but they're just saying it feels like he's he's hit his peak and now that's about as far as he can take them. Obviously, we saw last season the signs kind of were there when Grealish was injured and now he's been sold. A similar sort of story yeah. so far. Uh, they've... It is worth mentioning they've lost some games that they shouldn't have lost. The Wolves game springs to mind straight away. Uh, they were very, they're very good against Chelsea. Yeah, Chelsea, they were good. So they actually, some of their performances haven't been that terrible. And it, it's also worth pointing out that a lot of their, there are still some injuries around. That's yeah, cool. yeah. Amaro Garzi. So <laughs> he's a terrible footballer. But yeah. Um, you could you could have given him a bit more time, but obviously the international breaks are where where these decisions get made. They I do. Mean, before, before it's the season started, they seem to have recruited quite well. I mean, they got Danny Ings, Leon Bailey, who's supposedly quite an exciting talent, but he hasn't quite kicked off. I think that Traore is quite a good player for Villa. Yeah, do you don't know think he's, he's gone? No. Do you don't think he's very good? He's, no. he's been all right when I've no. watched him. I'll tell you who's more two-footed. Long John Silver, mate. <laughs> Garbage player, honestly. Oh, Bert. Um, I mean, they signed Buendia. I mean, that's the bigger one that's gone wrong. Yeah. They signed Buendia, and then they played him out of position, and everyone's like, I wonder why he's not playing well. Yeah. 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 What worries me more is that Keenan Davis is still getting minutes at Villa. <laughs> he's... Honestly, in the championship, didn't seem a good target, man. Uh, and some uh, Yeah, I don't think he's good enough for the championship, let alone the Premier League. Holy cow, what is going on there? Also, what's happened to Ollie Watkins as well? Ben Eck, he's not been doing anything, has he? Well, he's been around Keenan Davis another season. Oh, Ollie, Watkins, Ollie Watkins, who had a lot of success last year, sort of interchanging with Grealish, playing going off the left, has been asked to play as, as a front two. Yeah. To accommodate Danny Ings, who is a very good player, very weird signing. Yeah, here's, very good. Here's a question for you. Obviously, this is kind of like big player, sell a big player, sell an absolute star match winner, replace them with multiple players you hope are going to be a match winner. We saw it with Gareth Bale. We saw it with Luis Suarez, too. Um, mm. Can you think of a single time that taking the money and rebuilding has worked? I, I don't think I can. No. no. Well, maybe it maybe it has happened, but you always remember the ones that don't, like Spurs and yeah, yeah. Barca no. did it with the Neymar money that didn't go well. Yep, not at all. Yeah. yeah. So, but, but how can you not take 100 million for Grealish? That's the thing. Yeah. If you're turning that down, if 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 they turn that down and he was playing like he is now, well, not playing as it as the case is. But he'd be playing for Villa in a system that suited him. 
And they, the Bailey deal, for example, was agreed beforehand. But then you don't know what his value is going to be like next season, do you? As well, you've also. Uh, I think most risk. City fans are thinking, why the hell did we spend 100 million on this guy when he's yeah. not worth that? Also, spending 100 million on Jack Grealish really didn't help our chances of getting Harry Kane, did it? Well, no. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how you can't take 100 mil for Grealish, and and still, it's almost like it is the wrong decision somehow. Because mm-hmm. because how, how you try and replace him with four or five, and it just never seems to work. The cumulative effect. I don't know if that yeah. makes sense. That's what no, they tried to do, sense. wasn't it? It makes sense. Improve yeah. four positions instead of just finding another Grealish. Mm-hmm. I can't think of it. Hasn't really worked. I was thinking about it today at work. I can't think of a single time it's worked. No, neither. Mm. Yeah. If anyone can, drop us a tweet yeah. at in and around pod. At in a, or send us an email in and around pod at gmail.com. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Hazard doesn't count, by the way, because there was a transfer ban in between. That was the closest I could get. And even then, they bought Timo Werner. Um, good player, though. Good player. Um, where to go next, lads? Where to go oh. next? Oh, do we have to? Go on, Mike. Because I was talking to you when we found out that Daniel Fart got sacked, and you were... You could not believe it. Well, he just won a game. <laughs> they actually won a game yes. in the <laughs> I don't think I'm that stunned about the sacking, but it's just the timing of it. Yeah. Like, really? It's weird. It is actually weird. It's really weird. It's almost like they were trying to tank and they decided that, no, we don't do that around here. We don't win games. What are you doing? We can't do that. Davis, as resident championship um, aficionado, what do you make of this? I mean, I had got to the point where... I don't know if you can give them much more of a chance given their Premier League record. What was it? 20 games without a win? Something ridiculous. Yeah. Two points from their last 20 games. Jesus. But, but when you put them in the championship, he's perfect for them. Like, they had two seasons where they got, I think one season got 97 points, which is club record, one of the highest yeah. tallies ever. And they still got over 90 points the other season. He's going to get them back up. However ugly it gets this season, he'll get them back up. Now they've lost someone that the whole way they've been playing. Players like Campwell, for example, Max Ahrens, you know, they've come through just playing this football. I think it hurts Norwich in the long run. However, his his record is inexcusable in the Premier League. I mean, it is very weird to me that they finally win a game and they're like, yeah, off you go. It should have yeah. started years ago, in my opinion, if they were going to. But if you look at the long-term project in Norwich, and they're happy to, to go down, he's literally the perfect man for them. So I'm I'm very interested to see who they hire, because look at Sheffield United without Wilder. They don't look in danger of even making the playoffs. Mm. Oh, what, what do you make? Perfect for them. So Yeah. What do you make of the the whole Norwich experience? Because we've had a debate on this pod because we think we're sort of a bit like obviously we understand that they want to go up and they want to go down and they want to they want to because they're trying to establish themselves. But yeah, and they want to do it sustainably. But then you look at clubs like Leeds and Brentford who've kind of come up and sort of, I'm assuming with Brentford have given themselves good bases to move from 
Burnley as well, and they've done it without really being yo-yo clubs. Yeah. Norwich just seem to give up. What do you make of them? They just they just look like a side without any character, don't they? To be honest, it's mm. as if they they kind of they're expecting to go down. I don't think they've got any belief that they're going to stay up when you watch them. Not at all. At all. And that probably starts um, with seeing Grant Hanley's name on the team sheet there. <laughs> but but it's just yeah, it's just they're just one of those clubs, aren't they? But it's like Dave alluded to. It's just they do so well in the Championship. Like they had they were head and shoulders above people in the championship last year so it's just they felt like they were better than Brentford all last like last season and it's just it doesn't I don't it doesn't quite compute why they're doing so bad in the Premier League I mean they even spent a bit of money didn't they yeah um, Norwich so it's not as if they decided to just stick with the squad that got them up um, they managed to keep hold of Campwell who was rumoured to go maybe to Villa or elsewhere um, but it's just yeah they're in disarray and the fact that they sat the manager after getting some sort of confidence boost is uh, it's not good timing at all it's just not the window that the sails again <laughs> mm. it is odd I mean obviously Daniel Fark doesn't know how to set up a def- defence in the midfield at this level to not get beat I mean it's been clear as day it's clear whenever you watch them play a top side that they're just going to get battered he, as good as he is in the championship, it's not like it's they're playing an attractive football. They've got enough good players to score goals. They get up to the Premier League, they can't score goals, and their defence isn't good enough to hold up. He wasn't particularly great in the championship either when they were putting the real pressure. So it's not a surprise that they've come. But let's talk quickly about West Ham um, mm-hmm. because we alluded to them being title challengers earlier. Every time West Ham win, I'm shocked. I mean, I shouldn't be because they're a really good, well-drilled side and they're a quality outfit. Um, it's been long enough now that this isn't just a, it's not a, a, hot, a hot run of form. What is the realistic expectations for where they could finish this season? Right now, they're fourth. On the first, Liverpool. They're third. Isn't this, do you think that's sustainable? Why not? Look at Leicester. Mm-hmm. You know, Leicester won the league and everyone wrote them off. But yeah. I, why can't they do it? I mean, they're a team when you watch them, you know, they, you know they'll go to, they'll fight to the death for each other. When we say, when we say, are we talking finishing third? Are we talking finishing second? Are we talking I, I think, league? Are we talking finishing fourth? I don't fourth? think they'll win the league, but I think they'll get Champions League football. I think that's a real possibility. Didn't they finish that's fourth? Realistic. I think they can. But do you think they will? I'd, I'd put a cheeky uh, fiver on it. All right, that's a kiss of death for that then. <laughs> <laughs> um, what's so good about them? Why do they work as a team? I think all their players know exactly what they have to do in the team, and mm. I think, I think when you look at squads in the pram, I don't know if there's a squad that seems really as together as this West Ham team. Like Henry says, they'll literally fight to the death for each other. They've just got this massive unity. They've got quality. Players like Declan Rice, I think he's fantastic. They've got the quality, but as a team, they just work so well. They've been coached to do... Everyone has a set role in the team, and everyone's able to keep performing well next to each other. You've got to say hats off to Moyes. They're they're one of the best coached teams in the league right now. I 
I don't think I've ever seen a squad so well suited to their manager as um as uh, David uh, Moyes and West Ham. I mean, Suchek is the way Suchek just passes it wide and runs into the box is incredible. It really is. I mean, as well, credit to David Moyes. He's even got players like Fornells, you know, Jared Bowie firing. Um, they, just, they just look fantastic in every position. Um, ben Rama, is it Ben Rama? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's he's looked really good as well. Um, it's this Mikel is, Antonio, by the way. I'm not sure any other manager gets this out of him. The no. guy's he's perfect for how they play. Yeah, would be perfect. Well, I think Mikel Antonio and Ivan Tony, and the way that they're not huge, they're not really tall, but they've got that second jump. Mm. In that they'll go up and they'll contest the first one, and then they're back up to contest the second one really quickly, and that's so difficult for defenders to stop. And I, I just think it's quite, quite incredible. What I was going to say is that and this feels weird to say for West Ham, like their recruitment and the way they've sort of done things over the last couple of years has been really top notch. I mean, the Kurt Zuma signing. I mean, he's not things with Kurt Zuma is he's a very good player, but he doesn't perhaps play the ball well enough. He looks a bit stilted sometimes, and if you really press him, that can be a problem. But that said, if you're aspiring to be a top to European team, top four yeah. Europa League, he's a really, really good player. And he's really good. They've, they've just been smart with their recruitment. Jared Bowen, Dave? Yeah, Jared Bowen's been fantastic. Like I think I said at the time they signed him that he was he looked good in the championship. I thought he might look okay, but I didn't think he'd look okay in a team that generally looked like they could play in the Champions League and a team that are playing well in the Europa League. He's been fantastic. I also think with this West Ham team, even like Craig Dawson, for example, they got him in last season. I mean, Christ, this guy just always gets relegated. And somehow, somehow he works in that team. And even when he... Like last season he was fantastic, and I think with this team as well, other than up top, I think Antonio is pretty much their only striker. If they have to rotate, there's still players that work really well in that system that can come in. Jarmelenko's still there. Yeah. Yeah. Jarmelenko's still there. Um, when not injured, <laughs> about five games a season. I just, uh, I just uh, think that every signing Moyes has made has worked. Like Kufal is fantastic. Yeah, really good. Suchek's fantastic. Even this Vlasic guy looks like he already is getting to grips with their system. It's just somehow every signing they've made is like seamlessly fitted in. It's Yamalenko. Yeah, just should be playing for Everton. He just should be the most Everton player of all time. <laughs> Yamalenko has a wonder of a left foot, but he only gets to use it about three times a season. Twice a season, yeah. Yeah, good side, really, really good side, and it's nice that um, it's nice to have another club sort of breaking through. Now, how sustainable it is is a different matter. Um, what was it best in the league as well? Set piece conversion, isn't it? For West Ham, it's not a surprise with the the absolute units they've got in there, though, exactly. is it really? Um, the only thing I would say for them is, and this this applies for almost every team, to be honest. There's very few teams that are really incapable of losing this. If, if, for example, if if Declan Rice went down for a couple of months, that would be a real problem for them because he's superb. Um, if you're West Ham, how much how much 
would it take to get Declan Rice off you, do you reckon? Do you think he's as important to West Ham as Jack Grealish was to the Villa? More I important. Think, I think he's more important. Why? I don't think more he's, important. He's, I think he's as important. Yeah. Club captain. He's obviously a great character in the dressing room for them and on the pitch. He's just unbelievable. He's a fantastic player. My, How much, I reckon he's he's got to be worth over 100 million. Mm. My my thing with Rice is the guy was already good and somehow every season, or not even every season, every few months, he keeps getting better at something else. Like He's managing to score more goals now. He's getting more involved in terms of going forward on a consistent basis. And he's still getting even better at the defensive work. Like, I think with this West Ham team, obviously not... The Villa team wasn't as good, obviously, as a team. It's still good, but not this well-drilled and working. But for me in this West Ham team, Rice is the one player that you'd say is like an elite player, like Grealish was at Villa. I think Rice is... It's pretty much priceless to West Ham at this point. I, I think it would only take a bid where from a club where Rice is like, okay, I want to leave. I don't think there's any amount of money where they yeah. say it. It's if Rice wants to leave. But I think if they get Champions League, he stays. Hundred percent, he stays. But Declan, imagine, Rice, Declan Rice wanted to leave last summer. Yeah, but imagine say Man City came in and you decide to throw loads of money at him. You're not offering more money, and it's more long-term success on the cards. Mm-hmm. I mean, the the most obvious transfer in the entire Chelsea. in the entire no the, no 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 in the entire Premier League is not to Chelsea because Chelsea have got United. a bank of good midfielders. It's Man United. Yeah, Price, probably, exactly yeah. what Man United need. I mean, some people will probably say it's slightly too limited going forward, but at the moment they just need real competent quality players who are going to come in and be characters. And they, he would fit with the dressing room. They just yeah. need some sort of solidity in the midfield because they haven't got it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. feels very obvious to me. Not that we're trying to get rid of him from West Ham because I like he's one of the no. reasons why I can watch West Ham because other than that, it's pretty unbearable. Not good West Ham. Not good to watch. Anyway, that'll do it then. It's just going to say, well, are we going to mention that Eddie Howes has taken over at Newcastle today? And what do you think about it? Is that official? Read. Feel like we have to mention it. It doesn't matter what I think about it, Dave. What I because think about it, because I'm an Eddie Howe fan. No, 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 no. You, on the other hand, are his sworn nemesis. <laughs> you hate two people in world football: Graham Potter and Eddie Howe. You don't like clubs that are on the coast. It's well renowned. Go on, explain to me why Eddie Howe's going to be a disaster up north. No, I actually think that in terms of realistic appointments, it's probably as good as they could have got. And how good is Eddie Howe? No, because the thing is with Eddie Howe is like, let's be honest, they've been playing this dinosaur football with Steve Bruce. The fans are coming out for someone. I love none of that. I like Steve Bruce. I like Steve Bruce, but his football is a good bloke. I saw him in. I I saw saw him in in that. Yeah, I was gonna say I saw him in. I saw him in Noel once, and he was carrying a ham under his arm. Top bloke. Quite a sight. Anyway, Dave, carry on. Yeah, go on, carry on. <laughs> no, I just think that the fans have obviously been crying out for someone that's going to try and play more attacking football. If you look at the Newcastle team, they have good enough players going forward that you should build around them. Eddie Howe's probably going to realistically do that. They've got Bournemouth. 
It's Bournemouth. What? It's Bournemouth plus San Maximan. They've got Matt Ritchie, yeah. Ryan Fraser, and Callum Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, and Almiron. Let's not forget. No, let's forget. And of course, J9. And John Joe Shelby looks good for two games a season. Then, like he's been abducted and replaced. Yeah, he by just scores a fifty-yard volley against City and then does nothing. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, do you two think Newcastle will stay up? No, uh, oh, no, I don't think they will. No, because what marquee signings are they making? I'd actually love it. Like, it doesn't. It, as well. it doesn't matter what. It doesn't matter what manager or whoever they have, in terms of pulling power. How do you convince a player to ditch any like decently achieving team to come to a team that have basically been scrapping relegation for three seasons? And this is the worst season they've had so far. How, how, who are you convincing to sign? And if they go into the championship, we've got no examples of money flushing into a club and then promising players from Portuguese champions going to championship clubs, have we, Dave? I can think of a name. I can think of a few names, actually. Anyway, Dave hates Eddie Howe. It's the title of this podcast. Let's <laughs> just get all the way to the end. He hasn't said anything about Eddie Howe yet. Um, Chris Wilder to Middlesbrough. What do you think of Middlesbrough buying the league, Dave? Well, I hope they don't, because then Sean Dyche will talk about it every week if they stay up. <laughs> <laughs> Dave, on the spot, who are your three favourites to come up for the championship? Oh, Bournemouth, for Bournemouth. sure. Fulham. Fulham. Uh, and I think Swansea are going to come all the way up. Okay. Swansea look really good now they've found their rhythm. Right. Thank God you really didn't say West because if it was, if it was Bournemouth it. full of West Brom, I'd have... Hmm. Yeah, I think Heck. Bournemouth, Fulham and Cov. Let's, let's back Cov. Let's get them up to the brand. <laughs> So um, both Dave and uh, Henry picked Fulham and Bournemouth, which means they will be in the championship well, next season. Well, Swansea are 12. Right, but watch. Hold on, Swansea are 12? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They're only four points off the playoffs. Watch them. They've come a long way. They've won like five of their last six. I asked you like... for the favourites. And you're yeah. picking someone who's 12. Well, Roy Keane took over Sunderland when they were bottom of the league and they won the league. Anything can happen in the championship. Swansea yeah. are going up. How many through- games in was that? <laughs> You've heard it here first. Swansea are going up for the playoffs. Joel Pyro, mate, that guy could fucking score in a... <laughs> well, anything. I couldn't think of an example. I was going to say he could <laughs> score in a brothel. So I ain't fucking <laughs> I'm on that bombshell. We'll leave it there. Um, uh, if the people want to uh, follow you, Henry Hodgson, where can they follow you? They can't. No, no. <laughs> what, was, <laughs> what was the old Xbox game attack <laughs> that you used to turn up with? Uh, you can follow Henry Hodgson on Twitter at Michael Keane's Got Wheels. Um, <laughs> Dave, if the people want to follow you, where can they follow you? It's at Swansea City. At Swansea City. It's actually at Dave Harris underscore 44. Make sure you send all your, uh, your hate there. Um, if you want to follow Mike, it's at Mike Breslin. All right, Mikey Breson on Twitter. Mike, by the way, ladies and gentlemen, had to leap off the call to actually go play football in the middle of the, the middle of the part, and we didn't reference it once because we're pros. Um, 
if you want to follow me, you can follow me at Wilhelm17, but please don't, please instead follow us at In and Around Pod on all the socials. Henry, do you know you did in last week's betting pod? Uh, <laughs> well, we'll save that for Thursday. <laughs> okay, that well. <sighs> right. Until next time, I'll leave you with this. That's the uh, the Russian commentary for Kai Havertz is gone. <laughs> Do you know what, Will? I thought that was Sweet Marlowe's what he said. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, there's a Rhea Mara song, which is top drum as well. But I'm not going to play it. I'm going to instead end the podcast. <laughs>